0: Welcome in to another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WIRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. The Indiana State Legislature, they are back in session and that means a lot of big things are going to be happening very quickly around our state capital. And well, one of the big things that is going to be happening is an infrastructure funding bill to deal with roads and bridges and other infrastructure in the state of Indiana. And that could involve some tax increases. So I decided to sit down and chat with our good friend Abdul Hakim Shabazz, who Always seems to get some of the information first and some information others don't. Wanna talk about that and some other of the important things. We're gonna be facing the legislature in two thousand and seventeen. Here's that conversation.
3: Abdul, great to have you with us as always. How are things going? Ah, uh, not bad, my friend, not bad at all. Uh new year was good. The Indiana General Assembly is back, so No man's daughter or son or property is safe, depending on who you're talking about. Well, that's why we brought you uh, on today was to talk about the Indiana General uh, Assembly reconvening. Is this sort of like a Christmas Eve for you right now? Uh, More like the day after Christmas. This is what it feels like. Uh, You've got lots of things going on, lots of work that needs to be done, and the beginning of a four-month stretch now begins as we race till the end of April. And what's interesting is the only thing technically lawmakers have to do is pass a budget. That is all they are constitutionally required to do. But Indiana has a lot of pressing needs and pressing issues, so they'll be uh, tackling one by one. Now does everybody during sessions say especially this time or things strategy is being formulated say, nobody talked to Abdul? <laughs> well that's usually been going on since January of last since the last session uh has gone through. Uh but what I do uh with respect to uh dot org and my uh, little political gossip column called the cheat sheet is just a place for the, the political rumors and, and total and complete inside baseball uh, that there are about 2,500 people total in the Indiana the great state of 6.2 million, uh, sort of live and die by. But the thing is, those are the 2,500 that make most of the political decisions um, in the state. So it, it's always interesting to get the gossip and rumor, what I call blatant innuendo, which sometimes has a bad habit of being right. But the funny thing is, my friend, is as soon as somebody tells you, you know, don't talk to Abdul, that's when you get the three text messages saying, hey, they told us not to talk to you. <laughs> I guess is the one and only ad deal. You've got a new deal out. You're doing an email thing now. Uh, Yes. Uh, One of the things we decided to do to help people sort of digest and and dissect everything that's in the news, we started a daily email. Uh, You can go to indiepolitics.org, look for the thing, look for the story that says sign up for daily email. And basically, what we do is I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning every day and I go through all the major uh, newspaper websites in Indiana, whether it's the big papers like your Indian Apple Star. Or maybe your, your smaller papers like your uh, Richmond Pal item, and just look for interesting political stories. And we sort of sum them all up and put them in sort of one email, kind of like uh, the Politico, the Washington Times, and the IBJ. Uh, a lot of newspapers do this, but there's no real easy, and and the operative word is free, clearinghouse for this type of stuff. There are a couple services in the state that do it, but you basically have to pay for it. And why pay 300 bucks a year? for a glorified Google search, is what I say. So it's a way for people to see, hey, here's what's going on, you know, Carmel, Indianapolis, Henderson County, Crawfordsville, Richmond, New Albany, Fort Wayne, you name it. Okay, so the big issue this year is going to be the road funding bill. You uh, you just did a, uh, a survey, like a free survey where people can take it. They, they, uh, they click a link. Inner information. in. what did your survey tell you, or do you know yet about how people want roads paid for in Indiana? Well, it's interesting because what it is, and it's one of the things that we do uh, at Indy Politics is uh, a couple, three, four times a year, we do a sort of an informal survey of who's your attitudes. It's it's not a it's not a uh, scientific survey by any stretch of the imagination, but it kind of gives you sort of a intuitive pulse of where people are who pay close attention to these types of things. And so far, uh, about 300 people uh, have participated. And one of the questions that we did ask was, hey, you know, do you think that Indiana should, you know, raise taxes to pay for roads? Should we not raise taxes? How do you think roads should be paid for? And what I thought was most interesting is only about, uh, you know, 8% Say, hey, guess what? We already we only pay we pay enough for roads, only about ten percent. Forty percent so far have said, you know, let's increase the gas taxes to adjust for inflation. Nine percent said issue more bonds, which is more borrowing, about thirty percent said more tolls, and about fifty percent said dedicate all the fuel tax revenue to roads instead of other programs, but forty four percent said a combination of all of the above. So the so the anti tax crowd uh that, you could say, is n- now, not necessarily a clear majority, but Hoosiers do realize and understand that you know, if we want to fix the roads, uh, we're going to have to finally you know, start paying for them the way we should. Uh, Indiana has always been kind of on the cheap when it comes to infrastructure, and we're kind of getting to the point where we're going to start paying for this stuff. Okay, so uh, last year, the House floated the idea of raising the gasoline tax. The Americans for Prosperity blew a gasket, kind of put a halt to that. The, this is back on the table. Will there be a tax increase on in gasoline? Um, I think there will be, and here's the reason why. Because one of the things that people will talk about was well, in this age of of uh, you know Donald Trump and the angry voter, anybody who passes any sort of tax increase, uh, they're they're dead man walking. Well, guess what? Only one Senate, one, only one Indiana House incumbent lost, and that was the only by the name of Bill Fine. You could argue the taxes had nothing to do with it; he was just a Republican got elected two years ago up in the heart of Lake County. And that was just sort of the voters kind of, you know, maybe doing something a a little bit different. And some people say uh, a course correction. But the the fact that Republicans were willing uh, to raise the cigarette tax, uh, and and what what that was going to do was money from the state budget that goes toward Medicaid funding. They were going to basically raise the cigarette tax and then use the cigarette tax to take that money away from Medicaid and put it back toward the roads and infrastructure. And since there was no real penalty or consequence, Republicans think they can go forward. Now, it seems odd that, you know, hey, here you got Republicans talking about raising taxes, but um, if you look at House Speaker Brian Bosner's record, he's led you know, basically on tax increases almost every session that he's been uh, in the Indiana General Assembly. So he's not afraid to do it, like this is going to happen? Uh, something is going to happen because we're going to have to figure out a way to pay for the roads. Indiana. Depending on how you do the math, has anywhere from 700 million to about uh, 1 billion dollars in road funding need. I, I spent a whole weekend one day because I'm a total dork and have no life uh, looking through this whole looking through this whole looking through the data and actually looking through it. And like I said, just to maintain uh, what Indiana has is going to cost you hundreds of millions of dollars. Once you get past that, you're talking about finishing 31. You're talking about finishing 69. And they talk about lots of other road needs that need to be that need to be met, and so, they, I mean, there you go. And what you're looking at is like, and remember, too, the gas tax has not been has never been indexed to inflation. We're talking 2002, you know, when you were a little kid. And I was playing new kids on the block on the radio, you know, as, as an FM disc jockey. So no. I mean, help, t- help me with this, Abdul, because I said this when I filled in for you last week. Which, by the way, what pressure is that filling in for Abdul? I'm surprised <laughs> I'm still alive. I don't know if you managed to stay awake, to be honest with you. so <laughs> I said this last week. I said, at least the legislature is doing this in the open now. I mean, it was like last year. They didn't pass a quote-unquote tax increase, but they gave the locals the ability to raise taxes, and they're going to raise taxes, so people are going to get the tax increase. At least the legislature's taking responsibility this time. Am I wrong? Um, you're, you're not wrong, but you're, your answer is incomplete. How's that? Okay. Because here's, because here's what we have to understand. Uh, when we talk about taxes, there are you know state responsibilities, which are state roads, which is your 267 through Hendricks County. It is your 36 Rockville Road. Uh, But you also have your local road components. So those are those county roads and those city roads in Avon and Brownsburg and Plainfield and, you know, out near Tri-West that the locals are responsible for. And so by giving the locals the authority to raise those local taxes, the locals are basically funding their local road projects. The the state of Indiana is not responsible, uh, you know, for county roads. That's the, that's the job of the county, and so the so the million dollar question uh, is going to be once again, you know, how do we pay for roads? Now the good now the good thing about but uh, I like about gas taxes is that guess what uh, the people who who use the road, you know, you pay the tax. You know, if you don't use the road, you don't you don't pay the taxes. So you know, somebody like my mother, you know, who who doesn't drive. If she was on Indiana Road, she would never pay a gas tax, but I would because I use the roads. Now, the argument that people have is that not all of the gas tax goes to the road infrastructure, et cetera. And on your poll, I will share this, I voted that I want to see more of that go to those things before we raise taxes. Uh, will we see maybe a compromise where more of that money goes to infrastructure? Well, here's the thing, and when we when we talk about the, 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 the gas tax, uh, we've sort of got two things that we have going on here. Number one is the gas tax itself, and then number two is the sales tax on gasoline. And so those are kind of two different things. All the money from the gas tax, that goes toward the road to the infrastructure. And the sales tax on gasoline, which is, I want to say is about uh, 7 or $0.08, cents. most of that goes toward... No gasoline but there's a portion of it that actually goes toward other programs now here's what those other programs are it is part of it is showing up our teachers uh teachers uh teachers pensions and state police pension fund so and then you throw in that and a, and a couple other things that, that all comes up equals up to about maybe like a couple maybe 300 million dollars uh the last time i checked and so but the thing is if we want all the sales tax on gasoline you know, to go for go for the road, that's fine, but we're still going to have to come up with a way to, you know, pay for the pensions and the obligation that we have, you know, for teachers, for state police. Our guest is the one and only Abdul. You can hear him uh, weeknight, 6 o'clock, at WIBC. You also have – tell us about all the other things that you have because I'm going to miss something. <laughs> You know what, every time I start going down my resume, even I get tired and start running out of breath after a while. <laughs> uh, no, like I said, uh, I am no. I do the evening show here at 93 WIBC. I also write a uh, weekly column uh, every the week for the Indianapolis Star. I write for the IBJ. Uh, in addition, I also uh, do commentary for RTV6, and I write for a couple of publications, uh, the Statehouse File, and I write my own web blog, org, which is for all the political dorks in Indiana. It's very tiring being you, right? That's what my wife says. She says tiring being around me. Now you've got a Christmas gift. I'm going to break away from politics for just a second. You've got a Christmas gift that is fabulous. It's a cookie cutter of your face. Yes, uh, my best friend from high school. We've known each other literally since uh, 1987 when we lived in Europe together. Took a uh, for those of you familiar with Facebook. There used to be this uh, kind of comic emoji that Facebook would read. It Was called a bit strip. And what it would do is just sort of a caricature of you. And so what he did was, because he and his wife have a 3-D printing business, they found a picture of one of the bit strips of my head and basically used a 3-D printer to make a cookie cutter out of it. And so now I get to make chocolate chip cookies in the shape of my head. And so as I told my wife what I'm going to do is uh, make a big old batch of cookies and send them to my enemies with a note that says, eat me. I very rarely get envious of other people, but I saw that president, and I thought, wow, I would have. I really should have thought of that beforehand, because that's fabulous that you get to do <laughs> that now. Yeah, like I said, and only people who know you can get away with that kind of stuff. So, All right, uh, let's get back to the legislative session. Uh, what are a couple of the other big topics you're hearing that are going to be uh, – let's close with this. Is there going to be pushback on this gasoline tax thing, or is it going to sail through? Um, I think it's pretty much going to sail through. Now how much it is and how quickly it comes in, uh, that's gonna be a discussion. But anytime you have the Senate appropriations chair as well as the House Ways and Means Chair both on the same page, uh, I mean that tells you quite a bit because and by the way, you've got to remember, these are not guys who who would go to the go to the tax hike likely. I mean, this and this is also a public legislative that has cut taxes on numerous cases. As a matter of fact, the income tax cut just went into effect January 1. So your income taxes were, who just got the last couple of years, got a 5% income tax cut. They cut corporate taxes, they cut estate taxes, business taxes, uh, the business versus property tax. So it's not like these are guys who are out raising taxes on a daily basis. Now, what the Democrats will say, and it'll be interesting what Republicans come back with, is that, you know, instead of Republicans doing all these tax cuts, you should have taking that money and using it towards the roads, the infrastructure down. Some of that is, you know, six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Uh, but Republicans will be having their media availabilities later this week. And so we'll be talking to them about, okay, you know, will do these tax cuts or, or tax increases. Will they sell to the public? I think for most people, they don't mind paying more if they see what they're getting. And when people complain about the roads and the potholes, it's like, okay, if you want the roads fixed, you know, we got to pay for them. Now, here, I'm just going to say this. I, as the greatest tax cutter in the history of Hendricks County, not only did the tax cuts, but funded the road. So, I don't know, maybe you guys need to call me. Am I wrong? I mean, I just think they're being a little lazy here. Um, It's a little more complicated to do something at the state level than in the Brownsburg level. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, right. I am sure you'd be the world's greatest double-A baseball player, but this is kind of the major league. Okay, and Holcomb's going to sign this new governor, going to sign the, the tax increases? Uh, basically, like I said, a lot of it depends on what it all looks like. And here's the other thing you have to take into account, too. All this is against the backdrop of what the state's revenue forecasts look like, because we got news uh, just last month that in the short run, Indiana is going to fall short about $300 million in revenue, But in uh, the next buy-in is going to be about a $1 billion ahead. Now, there will be another report uh, that will be coming out in April, and when that report comes out in April, that is pretty much uh, going to decide what our budget priorities or how much money uh, we're going to have to, to mess around with. And, and like I said, uh, the thing to keep in mind is, would you rather pay, you know, the couple extra cents more per gallon for gasoline, or would you rather take your car to your mechanic to have your alignment fixed again, like I just had to? Uh, you're doing very well, though. You're doing very well, right? <laughs> Don't tell my wife. She's not listening to this, is she? I, I did get this question while we're on the roads. Uh, somebody asked me this the other day, because we're, we're buddies, and, and they said, Does Abdul really drive a Bentley? And I said, we'll we'll clarify it on the record. You you drive a Bentley. No, but my driver's name is Bentley. How about that? (laughs) Okay, a couple other quick uh, bills that you're hearing that are going to be kind of big-ticket items this year. What are they? Uh, Other thing to keep an eye out uh, is early childhood education. Uh, That is one of the things that has uh, become major important. It's a big deal for the business community. Uh, There will be no universal pre-K. That is not going to happen. Uh, But what you are are going to see is something targeted to low-income families, almost like the way we do uh, with school vouchers. As long as it goes, got to be a certain percent uh, below poverty, and you also uh, have to go through like a quality, either A or B-rated early childhood education program. Uh, There are some people want universal pre-K. Number one, Indiana doesn't have the infrastructure for it, and there's not enough of it to go around. But Indiana has had some success with several of its pilot programs, and so those are type of things I think lawmakers will be looking at. Also, uh, keep an eye on the uh, issue of how they deal uh, with heroin and opioid abuse, because yeah, our, our buddy Merritt, he's very big on the the heroin deal. What can you really do to stop somebody from harming themselves? Is there anything? Um, there there are some things you can do, uh, like I said, part of it is and, and what's unfortunate about it is uh the heroin stuff is really, really powerful, and like it and, and it's gonna sound really bad, but it's not your father's heroin from some nineteen sixties film where the guy has the needle and kind of shooting up like you saw maybe in the Blue Forest cup so this stuff is uh it's it's pretty powerful, and when we talk about opioid addiction and getting people into treatment, make sure you have both the character you know, and the stick to make sure this stuff happens. Uh, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work and a lot of effort. And one, one thing you won't be able to do is you won't be able to lock your, to, to jail yourself out of this problem. You you won't be able to do it because if you're going to jail everybody who was a heroin addict in Indiana, you have to build about, you know, at least 10 or 20 more prisons. And then you might be able to make a dent into it. And here's the other thing too, my friend, that makes this so so complicated. Uh, a lot of people, so I used to think that you know drug addiction was a quote unquote inner city problem, and then when people out in uh, suburbia you know, started seeing you know, friends and neighbors and neighbors' kids you know start to start to overdose then then they started to change a little bit so you know it's gonna be interesting to see what comprehensive approach they take to this, and also uh, here's the other part of the other problem too, and this kind of goes back to the conversation we're having about my wife, the lovely Mrs. Shabazz. She just had all four wisdom teeth pulled at one time. And so apart from me being able to finally get a word in edgewise, like, "Ah (laughs) ha-ha, one for me. One thing my wife did not want to do is she took the antibiotics to kill off any possible infection, but she was hell-bent on not taking any pain medication because she did not want to be in the middle of the opioid and get addicted on pain prescription uh, drugs. So she kind of – she was a trooper, and kind of stuck it out. And so one of the things that uh, the state has been doing has been working with doctors and, you know, sort of pain management to say, hey, folks, we don't have to give opioids every five seconds. You know, maybe there's some other ways that, you know, we can deal with this. And you know what? Sometimes after you had surgery, you're going to be in a little bit of pain. That's just the nature of the business. All right. Uh, let's wrap it up here, Abdul. Where can people? I know, real quick before this, Trump's done a pretty good job, right? I mean, you do not like Trump, but he's done a pretty good job so far it's, it's not credit. that I don't like Trump. I'm just I'm just never a Trump fan. I was more of a John Kasich person because I like governors. That's just the the nature of of what I do. I I will give Trump credit on a couple of things. Uh, a tweet that he sent out uh, with respect to the House, wanted to sort of changed the ethics rules. Uh, that along with constituents being called uh, did turn things around. And so I will I will definitely give uh, the president like credit where credit is due. And this is what I've always said, to people. You know what? The guy I've, I've been in politics a long time. You know, when people win, even if you don't agree with them, whether Republican or Democrat, you give them a chance, you give them an opportunity uh, to govern, uh, because that's the only fair thing you can do. I thought it was uh, extremely bad taste when Republicans wouldn't give Barack Obama a chance to actually govern the freaking country. They're always saying, hey, you're going to be a one-termer. Whether it's Barack Obama, Donald Trump, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, whomever, uh, the president should be given an opportunity to govern, and if the people don't like it, this is why we have elections. Uh, okay, we to close with this. Where can people hear you? You're all over the place. Let us know. Uh, 93 WIBC here in Indianapolis when they're not listening to you, of course. Uh, you can catch our podcast on org and uh, follow us in Indianapolis. Start or get it. Just Google search Abdul Hakeem Shabazz. That's probably the easiest way to do it. Uh, and if you see something that looks kind of weird, let me know. That way I can get out there and scrub it and fix it. <laughs> Abdul, thanks for all you do, and thanks for uh, filling us in on what's going to be coming up with the, the legislative session.
0: Oh no, not a problem, my friend. That was Abdul Hakeem Shabazz filling us in on what may be happening in the 2017 legislative session. And I'll tell you what, that roads infrastructure funding bill to me could be very fascinating. Abdul seems to think that the tax increases are going to happen. It's not going to be that big a deal. I disagree. We will see what ultimately goes down. Now, it may happen it's going to be a little bit bigger deal than, than Abdul does, but tell you what, Abdul gets a lot of really good information, and uh, a lot of times he, he gets it first, so we'll see what happens. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, check out the podcast anytime you want. We are on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. Just search Central Indiana Today. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening
3: you've been listening to the kevin kersey agency presents central indiana today on 98.9 wyrz made possible by the kevin kersey agency 701 north green street in brownsburg an archive of today's program can be heard at our website wyrz.org tune in next time for another edition of the kevin kersey agency presents central indiana today with your host rob kendall
1: Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. The UPS
0: Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County.
2: can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com.
0: Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will hein practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852 852- 5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.